Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Listen, fellas, you don't have to tell me. If you get disappointed by your performance in the bedroom, it can be devastating. And the last thing you want to do is then couple that with the embarrassment and the awkward feelings of having to go to a doctor's office or perhaps a a, a pharmacist and then deal with getting those medications. Well, Blue Chew is here to make sure that everything is taken care of. Blue Chew, it's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable tablet, and it's at a fraction of the cost. The best part to me, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. All you got to do, sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And I got a special deal for you guys. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code M-I-K-E-Y. That's Mikey at checkout. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code Mikey, to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring this podcast. Let me tell you about a spoon. A spoon that is magic. Everyone likes to watch what they eat, especially people who are listening to Mikey Likes You, right? Well, you got to have an ace up your sleeve when that sweet tooth comes rearing its ugly head. And there is nothing better to have in your pantry than Magic Spoon. It tastes better than your favorite childhood cereals. Amazing flavors, right, Mags? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guess what? What? I'm eating one right now. Oh, how does it taste? You got You got that cocoa? Oh, yeah, it's good stuff. And it tastes great. My seven-year-old daughter, she loves it. She's eating it right now. Okay, but it's not just junk. No, no, no. Only 140 calories in a serving, 13 or 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Cookies and cream, maple waffle, fruity, frosted, cocoa. The the list of amazing flavors goes on and on. I can't say enough good stuff about Magic Spoon, and Magnolia can't either. Go to magicspoon.com slash Mikey, grab a custom bundle of cereal, try it today, and be sure to use our promo code Mikey at checkout to save five dollars off that's magicspoon.com slash mikey use the promo code mikey to save five dollars off thank you magic spoon for sponsoring this episode i have friends i have friends that are going to take care of you when it comes to everything going on in the world of betting and sports bet online head to the new updated desktop or website uh mobile website rather and sign up today and receive 50 percent I'm serious. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BLEAV50. That's BLEAV50. Receive your welcome bonus. Basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC. And they got their favorite, your favorite Vegas casino games all right there. Bet Online has you covered. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet. All your favorite sports bet online where the game starts. Welcome to Mikey Likes You, the greatest health and fitness podcast on the planet, um, as decided by me. It is a Q&A. I'm going to get right into it and bring up my cues that you guys have given me, and then I will give you A's. Uh, let's see here. What do you do for hydration from Joe Nathan 1190? Um, I, I don't know how to answer this without... Trying because I'm sure it's it's a good question. I think I'm misunderstanding the question. 
because what do I do for hydration? I, I drink a lot of water and that pretty much solves it. Um, if you're referring to kind of water manipulation, I do think like if you're on a low carb diet, especially if you're, if you're let's, lest we forget that carbohydrate, the last part of carbohydrate is hydrate. Okay. So when you're depriving yourself of carbohydrates, you do miss out on some muscle hydration and it can affect, you know, obviously like electrolyte balances and things like that. And it's important to supplement with either, you know, some sea salts uh, prior to training or a real good product is Rob Wolf's product element, L-M-N-T. And there's a lot of similar products like that. But outside of that, so if you're going to engage in really high strenuous kind of activity and you feel like you're in need of antioxidants, I I do recommend going with an antioxidant, excuse me. If you are going to engage in strenuous activity and you feel like you are in need of electrolytes, I do recommend uh, a product like that, you know, an electrolyte product. But I salt all my food with really good quality Redmond sea salt and I drink a lot of water. So, you know, and and my food that I choose, I specifically choose foods that are going to be giving me adequate amounts of the electrolytes that I know I need for my lifestyle, uh, potatoes for the potassium and things like that. And certainly a lot of calcium, phosphorus, uh, avocados, sea salt again. Um, sometimes, you know, a lot of different fruit. I eat a lot of fruit. So I I think I'm, you know, I, I know that I'm cared for when it comes to the electrolytes. So that's what I do for hydration. What's your favorite cryptocurrency from Aaron Chase? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have one. Whatever one you like, Aaron Chase. Hey, Mike, you live. I'm a flight attendant and I've been doing this for for over three years. I've gained 40 pounds since I started and it's starting to show and it's bumming me out. I work out three to five times a week, but the biggest problem is my diet. That's most people's problem, by the way. Um, It's been hard for me to meal prep for these four to six day trips. I get sent on and I find myself eating a lot of snacks while in the air. 61140. I'd like to get back to 200. Oh. I'm sure that's a typo because he said he gained 400. He gained 40. And he wants to get back to 200. So that must mean he's 61240. Because if you're 61140, we don't need to be worrying about much snacking. You should get to snacking. Um, here's the thing. Flight attendant is a perfect example of a job that really does make it extra hard to do something that most people find difficult as is, and that is meal prep or staying on top and in control of the food that you eat as opposed to just going about life and then finding something out in the wild, right? Um, Because when you find something out of the wild, you're not going to make good choices and you're not, at least you're not going to do it consistently, There's going to be fast food. There's going to be vending machine food. There's going to be, you know, convenience store food. That's the way things go. And that is what truly separates, truly separates people who have long-term nutritional success. I'm not even going to say diet because it doesn't even have to be a matter of weight loss. I'm talking about people like myself who I'm not not concerned with uh, losing weight. I'm not, I don't find that I'm overweight, but. I have long-term consistent 
nutritional health for a reason. And it's not because I'm so smart and I know which foods to eat and which foods not to eat. I think there's something there that's at play. But re- honestly, it's because I am always in charge of what I'm eating. Always. From the beginning, from the moment I wake up to the to the second I go to bed, and sometimes even prior to going to bed for the next day. And I have been in situations in my life where I was traveling a lot, where I was going from one job to the next across town. And if you any of you guys live in Southern California, you know, I used to do a radio show early in the morning. I had to be live on the air at 5 a.m. Then it'd be at Mid Wilshire at noon, then go back to my house in Pasadena at the time and then get back to Loveline at 10 p.m. So I know what I'm talking about. You know, I, 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 it sounds easy for me from my life perspective now to go and give you this advice. Just always be prepared. Yeah, you spend a lot of time in my home now, um, especially after the lockdown. But I know what I'm talking about. And even during those times, I, I just didn't go to work or go to a meeting and then not have any idea of what I was going to do for my food. When I go on a road trip with my family now, I've got an apple and some some chicken thigh or some sirloin. I provide this for my family. I feel like I'm quite resourceful. I, I am the provider. Um, but that's you know what I'm saying. Or if that's not the case, I know. Hey, we're driving to uh, San Antonio this weekend. Check online. There's um. You know, there's a Hop Daddy grass-fed burger 20 miles in to our trip. We'll be there probably around 1130. Boom, that's our lunch. I'm going to take some uh, bone broth and heat it up, mix it with some sea salt. And that's going to be my little snack on the way home so that when I get back for dinner around 7, everything will be easy peasy. I mean, that honestly, that's the level of planning that goes into it. Now. That was kind of a long aside to get to what should I do about it. What I'm telling you is, is that you can't, if you guys want this, if you guys and gals, if you want to lose a lot of weight, if you want to lose a lot of body fat, if you want to gain muscle, the biggest, biggest, biggest tip I can give you is not, it has nothing to do with sets and reps and it has nothing to do with certain calories or protein and take it. It's that take control of all this shit. Take control of all of it. I get so many people uh, in my top tier on Patreon. They say, I don't, I, I feel bad, man. And I go, I'm not going to judge you. Just give me the update. What's going on? I haven't, I just can't find, I cannot get this much protein in, you know, and I'm not asking them to do exorbitant amounts, you know? And I'll say, well, why? And they'll say, well, next thing you know, I, I get to work and I'm on my way home and it's 430. I've only had 20 grams. And I go, listen, just don't do that. And, you know, he or she will say, well, what do you mean? I go, don't do that. Don't allow yourself to be at sundown having only 20 grams of protein. When you wake up, get 30 fucking grams in your mouth. Uh, Have something to take with you to work that has 25 to 40 grams. My point being is that you have to take control. Now, yeah, if you're a flight attendant, uh, 
you don't really have access to much. And I'm sure you're, there's probably limitations on what you can even bring onto the, um, the plane. So I get that. I get that. You're in a very, very strange position when it comes to meal planning. Um, but, and this is one of the rare, very rare situations where I would say, look, liquid protein is going to be helpful. Um, if that's a problem as far as bringing that on to the plane, because I know it is liquid, um, you can travel in, because I know because I travel with it, so they must allow you on if they allow me on. A, uh, a bag, uh, like a Ziploc bag with powdered protein in it. And you're on your flight, grab a little bottle of water, shake that up, mix it. If you're in the air longer, maybe do that again. But when you get back, you land, you get the ability then to start making those choices. Sure, of course you're going to want to go to restaurants, maybe with coworkers and things like that. But the more you can take control and then go to a local grocery store, I'm assuming a lot of flight attendants consistently fly the same routes. And so you're probably familiar with a lot of the places you're landing. It's, it's, it's going to be a little bit of extra effort to stop by the grocery market on the way home and get yourself like a chicken breast that's pre-cooked because I know you might not have a kitchen. Um, get yourself some fruit for the morning with, uh, some hard boiled, you know, you do hard boiled eggs or your hotel may have breakfast. My point being is that you have to take control of it instead of just being a passenger in life and then expecting food to just show up. Cause if that's the, if that's your route, I'm telling you, it's never going to work. It's never going to work. And you could do fucking keto or you could do intermittent fasting or you could do vegan or you could do carnivore. If you are constantly living your life where you're just expecting like, oh, when the time comes, when I get hungry, I'll find food. Not in this fucking country. No way. Because these billion dollar corporations are way too good at providing you with all this convenience food and making it really, really readily available on the spot at a pretty fucking appealing price. So the longer you go in this kind of uh, backseat mode of putting food in your body, the higher the risk of you eating food that is just not going to be good for you in the long run. And I'm not even talking about good for you from a health standpoint. I'm talking about you are not, regardless if your goal is weight gain, muscle gain, fat loss, overall performance, that is not going to work out, okay? I'm just, I can guarantee you that is, in my opinion, the biggest tip I can say. It's like, cut out this idea of being passive when it comes to the food that you eat. You have to be completely in control. And you're always knowing when and where you're going to eat and what you're going to be eating. Now, does that include every fucking day of every fucking moment of your life? Of course not. There's special occasions. There's going out to drinks and there's going out to dinner with loved ones. And I believe that that is really important and you should do that and not have to take Tupperware with you all the time. I'm talking about day in and day out by and large. So don't go, it's like, well, not all of us are fucking dorky fitness guys like you, Mike. Okay. We have lives. Yeah, I get it. And if you're going out to dinner with coworkers, if you're going out to dinner with loved ones, if you're going on a date, ah, I don't uh, expect you 
to bring a food scale and measure out your uh, your lean sirloin shitbag. What I'm saying is, is that Monday through Friday, no, day in and day out, the overwhelming majority of your life cannot be lived in the fashion of not knowing. You have to take control. It's a decision you make. Thank you. Uh, Trey thinks, guy uh, always asks a lot of good questions. If you had to choose between essential amino acids and creatine, which one would you choose? Also, why does creatine get a bad rap? Hmm. I don't think, I mean, that's like saying if you had to choose between a 4x4 truck or uh, a 70 charger, which one would you choose? It would be like, well, whoa, that they, I, I, that's not really a comparison you can make. You know what I'm saying? They're so vastly different things. Essential amino acids are the nine essential amino acids that the body needs to, to function. Okay. There are many more than nine amino acids, but those nine are the ones that are essential to the human system. Okay. Um, those are very good for, um, dieting for pre-workout for just keeping amino acids flooding your system. They're also incredibly low calorie, sometimes uh, like negligible amounts of calories in comparison to the nine amino, essential amino acids they're providing you. So it's kind of like a cheat code to get extra protein without getting extra calories. Okay. I like essential amino acids. I don't take essential amino acids because they're costly and I eat food. I'm good when it comes to getting my nutrients in. Okay. Creatine, on the other hand, is something above and beyond what you're going to get from your food. So I guess my answer is if I had to choose between the two, I would choose creatine monohydrate because simply because you can eat and live a life that makes it so you don't need essential amino acids. They're incredibly useful and they're incredibly effective. Um, they help with hunger. They help with uh, carb- curbing cravings. They help with cognitive function. They help with athletic performance. I'm not shitting on EAAs. What I am saying is that if you are really careful and focused, you don't need them because you intake enough dietary protein. Creatine, on the other hand, you can't eat enough steak to get the uh, levels of creatine that make five grams of fucking cheap ass creatine really effective at doing a lot of stuff. So if I had to choose between the two, I would choose creatine, German Crea Pure Creatine Monohydrate. Great bang for your buck. Your next question is why does creatine get a bad rap? I don't know. I've never I didn't know that it had one. And if people are giving creatine a bad rap, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. You know why traditional diets don't work? Because you can't fight biology with willpower. Trust me. But Calibrate, it's different. It's a comprehensive doctor-guided metabolic reset that promotes sustainable results through lifestyle changes. Calibrate works because they combined prescribed FDA-approved medication with lifestyle changes to improve metabolic health. It's a fully integrated program that includes classes, one-on-one video coaching, in-app tracking, and a community with members just like you. Your weight doesn't reflect your willpower. Trust me, get back in control with Calibrate. Get $50 off the one-year metabolic reset when you use the promo code BLEAV. That's BLEAV at joincalibrate.com. That's a $50 off discount when you use the code BLEAV at joincalibrate.com. When are you bringing back Kula Breakers hoodies? I should. I should make some more Rudy hoodies. I finally got my girl to agree to doing the 5x5 with me. Uh, This is from Out There 
to kill. You're out there to kill. All right, buddy. I finally got my girl to agree to doing the five by five with me, but I'm wondering if any of the workouts should be changed or altered for her. Now, this is a very good question. Um, I don't think that any necessarily any exercises need to be altered for female versus male. What I do think, especially when we're talking about building the framework, true strength training, I don't think anything needs to be changed. What I do think is that if we're going to talk accessory exercises, I do think that there should be some choices made for women that men shouldn't make or vice versa. I also think that the performance of the three main exercises can be changed for male versus female. Females tend to do a lot better low bar squatting um, and they tend to do better with sumo deadlift compared to men with conventional on uh, you know high bar squats and conventional um, deadlifts. There's biological and anatomical reasons for this. Other reason, another reason is, is that it the two men, aforementioned exercises, the female version tends to put more emphasis on the glutes in comparison to the quads, um, or or the upper back in the in the um, in the case of the deadlift. Naturally, you can see why women tend to want to gravitate more towards building their booty, and also women have more. It, when we're talking about just biomechanically, women can drive out way more force from their glutes uh, and their kind of lower back compared to men who our hip structure doesn't make it that way. You know, we're a little bit more dominant upon like our upper back and um, the quad quad region. So um, I could see how you could at least provide that information to a woman to see if she would like to do that. Outside of that, I love the idea that you finally got your girlfriend lifting real weights or your, or your wife. And, um, and I love the idea that you're doing it together. It really is awesome. I know it seemed corny as fuck to be like, Oh, let's, let's go to the gym, honey. Let's going to go. We're going to go pump together. I get it. It's it fucking seems corny, but it isn't. And it's awesome. And if you guys can motivate each other instead of bicker at each other, it really becomes quite a, uh, a profound bonding experience for a romantic couple. Uh, let's see here. Fredville 2000. I'm constantly reading articles saying natural weightlifters need to stop worshiping the big three and dumbbell variants are better for building muscles. What are your thoughts on this? I get more satisfaction with the barbell workouts. Um, okay. Uh, look, when he's talking about the big three, Fredville 2000, um, He's talking about deadlift, bench press, and squat. If we're talking purely for building muscle, when it actual tension and 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 damage done to muscle cells, okay, for the sake of hypertrophy, for growing muscles, the those three aren't necessarily the best choices. If if you're analyzing it from purely the amount of stress put on muscle bellies. The squat is not very good at creating stress on the on the quads in comparison to something like a uh, leg press and and leg extension. Okay, in comparison to something like a machine row, a deadlift doesn't really do all that much for muscle damage and muscle stress compared to like a machine row when it comes to you know pure muscle contraction things like that. 
and the bench press in comparison to say uh, like a, a like a, a, a shoulder level cable fly or a dumbbell um, variant of the bench press, it, it, the dumbbell variant or the cable fly is going to provide more direct stress on the muscles of the chest than a bench press. Okay, but here's the rub. There's more to building muscle and building a pleasing physique than just damaging muscle tissue. It's obviously a crucial component when it comes to building muscle. Crucial component. But there has to be work done on force development. If you are a skinny fat person, I'm not saying you are Fredville. I'm talking about in general. If you're just a regular, if you're if you're scrawny or you're skinny fat, or you're fat fat, and you want to get a nice body, you could do all the fucking cable curls and dumbbell, you know, I don't want to say dumbbell bend, dumbbell, uh, dumbbell um, press, but, you know, or, or uh, body weight squats and high rep leg curls and all that shit. You could do that and you will get fuck all. Trust me. I am perfectly aware and more than willing to admit. I I want you guys to know something. I am, my mind is water. I am not, I do not tightly hold to any ideas, even when it comes to stuff like fitness and nutrition. I think some things tend to be more beneficial than others. And there's a lot of science and conclusive science to back those things up. I do think that I have my own personal feelings from my experience. And sometimes those two little things go together in a Venn diagram. That's the kind of stuff I like to hammer home. But when it comes to anything, like when I had uh, the great Doug Brignoli on the show, I'm more than happy to explore that. I'm not married to the idea that you have to squat and deadlift heavy to have a beautiful physique. What I am saying is that when I say these things, there is some fucking, there's something there to back it up. I'm not just saying it because... It's hardcore, bro. The hormonal response. And it's funny that you say natural athletes. In my opinion, natural athletes need to be lifting heavy, especially with deadlifts and squats, more so than someone who's supplementing uh, with Mexican supplements. Because the biggest benefit to those exercises in the lower rep ranges is the hormonal benefit and the metabolic benefit. If you're using exogenous testosterone and an anabolic, you don't really need to fucking worry about that. You can just go in and and hammer in the leg press, really feel contractions, just focus in on what's anatomically putting the most stress on each muscle group. You don't have to worry about metabolic shit and you don't have to worry about fucking hormonal shit because you're taking steroids. Okay, the natural athlete needs to. Now, if you are talking about pure hypertrophy, if you are skinny and you want to you want to jack up, I do think that you shouldn't be just building everything around deadlift, squat, bench press, deadlift. In fact, I think maybe you you could take taper off. But certainly high bar squatting and front bar or, or front squatting should stay in people's programs. But. When it's pure muscle growth is your is your goal, I, I completely agree that other there are other exercises and other ways to manipulate your body for when it comes to hypertrophy. 
when it comes to fat loss, I, I, I will love to have that conversation with people. I don't think that there's any debate or there's going to be any reasonable kind of scientific evidence to go against the idea that heavy compound lifting is going to be better combined with a caloric deficit is going to be better for fat loss in the long run. Um, Patrick Cook, is a daily amino acid supplement necessary and should it be taken on rest days? Answer to question A is no. There's no, listen, I, if you listen to last week's, sup, um, last week's episode, there's no supplement that's necessary. Some are more useful than others and some are more um, practical to use than others. Vitamin D, fish oil, those are things that by no means necessary, like you're fucked if you don't take it. There's nothing, there's nothing like that. And it's certainly nothing in the sports supplement world. That's like that. It's really smart to supplement with vitamin D. Most people don't get enough. It's really smart to take omega threes. It's really smart to maybe even use creatine, even if you're not worried about getting big muscles. Um, but an amino acid supplement, essential amino acids, a great supplement. We were talking about it earlier in the episode. It's not necessary. Just eat fucking protein. Trust me, you'll be fine. But uh, it's a good it's a good supplement, but not necessary. Now, do you take it on rest days? That's up to you. Um, I have found that the dieting athlete really likes essential amino acids because it helps curve cravings. M Valley eighty one. How do you feel about every time I die splitting up? It's heartbreaking. I was getting my haircut today. What do you think? And uh, my barber. Uh, he, by the way, really good dude. If any of you guys are in the Austin area, I'm looking up, I always forget the name of the fucking, uh, salon, um, Sor- Sorvec, Sorvec. Yeah, I think that's it. Sorvec salon. It's a men's like, uh, sportswear boutique and, and hair salon. And not only do they, I think they do really, they're really good at their job, but it's just such a great environment. Two brothers, they started their own business. They're young guys, like 27 and 28. And uh, I, I really, so if you're in the Austin area and you need to get your haircut, Sovec. I have the name on my phone. I put my phone's filming. Let's see here. All right, let's go back to uh, the question. So every time I die, yeah. I was bummed as fuck. I love every time I die. I like the men in every time I die. And it's really sad to hear that they can't make it work. Because I know how hard they work for years. And how much they're professionals, you know. Oh, Gloria, stop it. Um, Jimmy Mac 10. Should dumbbell overhead presses be done seated or standing? I typically do standing, but have been struggling to progress. Also, could you explain the difference in qualities of protein between a protein shake and animal protein? Yes, the quality of protein in animal protein is better. The end. That's the explanation. I don't know what to tell you. The quality of protein. Uh, I, I guess there's there's certainly an argument of bioavailability with things like whey isolate and stuff like that and digestion rate. But over the long term, there's going to be more digestive health. It's more chemically appropriate for your body to fucking eat steak. The end. I don't care what anyone says. I'm not saying don't take protein shakes. What I'm saying is the quality when it comes to a mammal fucking chewing on food. It's going to be better than liquid calories all the time. 
We have salivary glands. We have a digestive tract. We have big, sharp teeth. I'm not getting into the argument of eat meat versus plant-based. I'm just saying chewing shit and then allowing your the digested, digestive process, which starts right here with the fucking salivary glands, to then digest and extrude and pick and choose the available nutrients, both macro and micro, from food is going to be better all the time, every time. There is a lot of studies over a lot of years, okay, because they've been isolating vitamins, minerals, and and supplements of food-based supplements for a long time. One of the most famous that I can think of, at least off the top of my head, I wish I could think of like who did the study, but it's very easy to find. They took beta carotene and they isolated it and they took vitamin A and they isolated it and they realized that that was what was in a carrot that made eyesight improve. They did a double blind long-term study. No matter what the doses of the two mentioned things, they could not figure out why the carrot, eating the carrot, was always superior. And they added in different things from the carrot to add in with the beta carotene. It didn't work. They could not figure out a way to mimic the process of digesting carrot, even if they were to isolate all the different shit. And that goes for a lot of things. It's really hard to replicate something that is exogenous from the body. It's really difficult to take something, remove it from its original source, and then provide it in a product and have it be as good as what its natural source would be. And that's incredibly true when it comes to protein. Now, you said something else. Oh, yeah. Should dumbbell overhead presses be done seated or standing? It's two, it, they're really two different, super different exercises. Dumbbell overhead presses should, in my opinion, be done seated. You get a better ability to really isolate the, the medial and, and uh, anterior heads of your deltoid. And you can and just really focus on driving in your, uh, you know, the tension into those muscles of intention. Barbell overhead press should be done standing. Because you want to go heavier on a barbell overhead press. And there's a lot of value in having to brace your core and your what people call the core and get your torso in a position to properly overhead press heavy and then extension of the front head and either way the range of motion to do it right and the ability to maintain the torso position to properly overhead press especially when you start getting heavy is as beneficial to me as the exercise itself so i i believe that's my reasoning when i say if you're going to dumbbell shoulder press overhead press sit sit down it's great because you can really drive it in but if you're going to overhead press with a barbell, you should do it standing. That's my take. This is an interesting question. Richie Benson Jr. Is it me here in shitty California or is there a creatine with creapure shortage? On it, out. German creatine, out. At least where I'm looking, any other creatine alternatives? I don't know, 
that sounds reasonable considering there's been shortages of a lot of products in a lot of different fields. Um, I, I just don't know, man. I'm sorry. I, I, I always like to give true, true nutrition a plug. Uh, no fucking affiliation. I just really like that company. Um, let's see here. True, I think it's, yeah, it's just true nutrition.com. Um, because you can kind of custom make anything you want there, whether it be a protein shake, uh, like, you know, a blend that you want to, or your supplements, you know, you add beta alanine to your creatine. They sell real pure creatine. You know how guys, how big I am on that bullshit. Um, and it's also, they sell in bulk. You're getting a, there's no middleman They're They're, you're getting a good price. So yeah, true nutrition.com. Delicious water. Uh, one more question for that ass. So like, 10 minutes ago, getting ready to do this, I had to do, there's never ending like chores in this house. You know, a big farmhouse, you know, with like animals and animals fuck shit up. And there's just tons of domestic chores all the time, right? So I had to fill a crack in the bathroom. There's a like deep behind the bathtub. My wife's like, hey, there's a crack there. And who knows if like, Weather problems or climate, you know, climate problems or like pests can get in. I was like, all right, shit, no problem. So I got this like, you know, the the sealant. I go and I do it and I, I there was like excess sealant. So I had to chop away at it with, once it dried. And so there's all this fakakta on the floor, right? <laughs> so I had just come from the gym and I was in my gym shorts, like really flowy gym shorts, you know, like soft ones that you would want to wear to like a, strip club with no underwear so you could get like maybe a, a unforeseen explosion but they were really like flowy loose and i get the big powerful shop vac right and it's like you've got that long extended hose because i had to go and like get on my back and put it behind the bathtub to get all these shavings off the fucking ground So the shot back's going and it's on. It's like, and uh, my phone is ringing in my pocket. It's vibrating. And I was actually really, it was really important that my wife got in touch with me. I had already just texted her like, can you blah, 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 blah. Because I need to stop by the hardware store again and get something else for me on our way home. So I go, I go to, with my left hand reaching in my pocket and I can't get it and so I roll over and in my right hand is the still going hose and I went like this to roll over and my arm goes and I sucked my dick into the fucking shop back like I didn't even mean it my wiener it's like you know it's like a opening like that okay like it's a good four or five inch opening it's like a industrial grade shop vac um and my balls and dick went and i was like oh it didn't hurt it wasn't it's it's not like a, a, a like the space lock door where they open it's like sucking it off it was just such especially like i didn't plan on that happening so it was like such a strange crazy feeling i, mean, I thought i'd tell you that 
All right. Two part questions. I just started doing power cleans again after not doing them since high school. What is considered one full rep? Bar on the ground every time. What muscle group day should I do them? Thanks. Um, Power clean, a, a, a true power clean is done from the ground every time, just like a deadlift. There's a reason why it's called the deadlift because it starts from a dead stop, not because they kill you and they make you dead. So all this bullshit where you're you know, bouncing up and down. No, deadlifts start from a dead stop. Power clean, the Olympic lifts as well, both the snatch and the clean. They start from a dead stop. Now, hanging power cleans, different story. They start obviously from, you know, just below from a hang position. Those I think you can bang out uh, without resetting as much. You, you still should reset. But any Olympic lift done from the ground especially is, yeah, stop. Stop with the touch and go. You're fucking, it's already a precarious thing to do Olympic lifting. You're going to hurt yourself. It's really complex, really complicated. It's very impressive when people can do it. Um, but don't throw other variables in that can only make things worse. All right. This crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares. Remember one thing I do. Be good, people. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.